Wait one. I can't see. Okay. That's better. That's better. Yeah. You're shining bright like the sun. Who here wears sunglasses a lot, just out of curiosity? I, I don't wear them a lot, but just curious. Okay. So why do we wear sunglasses? Yeah, why do people wear sunglasses a lot, right? Uh, for one, to protect their eyes, right, from the glare of the sun. Uh, do they wear sunglasses because they just look cool? They just look cool. I don't know. Uh, do we wear sunglasses to protect our eyes from other people? Do we protect, uh, you know, keep our eyes a secret? You can't see what I'm thinking, what I'm looking at. You know, or, I don't know, do people wear sunglasses because they prefer um, to have it darker? You know, they prefer to see the dim. They prefer to see, like, the shade, right, when they're going about their day. Before the light, the light, of the resurrection dawned and burst out of the tomb, right? The world only knew this. The world saw light, but the world only knew dim, like shade, shadow. This was the world. But in that moment, right, in that moment when the light came out forever, boom, out of the, uh, out of the tomb, right? That lens was like shed, you know, forever. The sun rose in a new way, right, over all of creation. And it's like, it's like a sun that can, never, will, never set. And there's no shadow for all of creation, all of time, that the sun, this light, cannot reach, cannot show or touch, right? So now even, even on cloudy days, we see light, right? Even in like the darkest days of our life, with this, there is a new light of the risen Christ, and then, amen, I love that painting, the new Christ, and that nothing can force light back into the tomb, right? Nothing can roll back that stone and shut in death forever. I think one image um, that most of us have probably seen recently, I think the whole world has seen, is... Um, We've been watching the news, right? So this, this week, the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris, France, is like 900 years old or something like that, nearly burnt to the ground, right? Was nearly destroyed. And, um, you know, as we're looking through the pictures, right, as firefighters and construction workers and, and uh, photographers, right, are like walking through like the rubble, you know, like the charred church, the rubble inside the church on the back wall, right? Has anyone seen this picture? The votive candles that people light uh, for prayers were still there, right? Untouched, un, um, just safe, right? Untouched, unaffected, still glowing like nothing ever happened. That is an image, right? That the prayers that were offered with those candles, right, cannot be snuffed out by anything that happens. Even such a fire as huge as that. So if we have faith, we look inside that church, that cathedral, right? And we already see hope on its way, right? We know new life is coming to Paris, right? New life is coming into that church rather than thinking it's too much, like they're done for. Scrap it, take it down. If we have faith, we don't see that, right? 
if people can only choose, right, to put on shades. They can only, like, hide from the reality of the, of the resurrection, right? If the truth of Jesus Christ is too much for them to understand, too much for them to handle, right? We can force our eyes, right? If, if the light of Christ is too much for us to handle, uh, to stay the same. If we can't handle the change that the light is calling to, or if we're afraid, if we're afraid to let go of our doubts that we cling to so much, we're afraid to fully, fully believe that what God says is true, right? It takes a lot for a person to truly never look at God. They have to shut their, I can't, okay, I can't do this. All right. <laughs> Uh, a person has to truly shut their eyes every day and really, really focus downward or in a channel. But if a person avoiding God for their whole life, if they would just look up once and truly look for everything that they've been hiding from and running from, that light is there, right, to guide them uh, to the one where it comes from. And we're here packed into this church, right, because we can't stay away from the light that we've seen, right? We can't stay away from this life that we know we have now in God. And so Jesus, right, becoming human, he made our nature, as crazy and fragile it is, he made our nature his so he can make his nature Hours. How did he do all this? Baptism. Mm -hmm. So we died to the old way. We died to the old world when we were plunged, right? When we were plunged into his, his life and we came out. We came out of the tomb. We left our old self in that tomb, and we came out of that tomb into the light forever. And so our new lens, our new lens for seeing the world, our new lens for living our life is this. Jesus, the person, is the Son of God, and he became one of us to share in everything that we could possibly ever experience, and then he chose to suffer the entire full weight of our sins for all time, and then he died with them. And then he rose from the dead, and he ascended with our nature to God the Father in heaven. And now he sits at his right hand, and he intercedes for us every day forever. And now he lives in us. He feeds us with himself, with his body and blood. And he is our sure, guaranteed way back to God if we follow it, if we just accept it. So then the fact is, there's nothing that we can know or nothing we can see or nothing we can experience that isn't affected by, by this resurrection, by the resurrection of the Son of God. Jesus, what happened the morning that we're celebrating. And so, what does that mean? I don't know. That every moment of suffering, every moment of suffering that we can go through, God has allowed only so we could bring grace and holiness and love and wholeness through it. There is no sin that Jesus hasn't already won forgiveness for. 
There is no point where God will not take us back the moment we go to him. There's no wound that can happen to us in our life that God cannot bring healing and strength through. And that's a hard one to think sometimes, but it is a fact, right? There's no battle that we can go through in life that we cannot share and we cannot unite with Jesus who already experienced the depths of anything that we can go through. There's no battle that we can't unite with him in our friendship. And so we see death and we think life is at the end. And we go through despair and we think hope is where it's headed. And any weakness that we have in us, and they are a lot, there's no weakness we can have that Jesus' strength cannot touch and fill. I wouldn't be here if this weren't the case. In a word, victory, victory, victory. That is, that's our lens, right? Mm. That everything that we can see and know and touch is colored with the victory of this, of this candle, right? The Paschal candle. So if you feel, if we feel sometimes like we still have one foot in the tomb, right? We still have one foot in there and we're still trying to sort things out in ourselves. We're still trying to make sense of all these things that don't make sense. And we're afraid to fully embrace it. We're afraid to fully believe, right? Shed them off, you know? Shed off that doubt, right? If we're not convinced, we don't need to be. We have faith in him. We trust him. And so leave your fear back in the tomb, right? It's open forever. Leave your pain back in the tomb. Whatever shame, leave it back in the tomb. I think whatever, and we can all say this, whatever that, need, that still needs to die in us, leave it where it belongs, right? In the dark of the tomb, and then just raise up our eyes, step out, you know, step out in the light, knowing that whatever we see that God's going to show us is for our good. And better yet, well, no, also, that even we don't understand doesn't change the fact that we know <clears throat> that what God has done for us is true. And we can never earn what God has already done for you. And in the moments that we feel those crosses in our life, the crosses we didn't ask for, but we were given, know that if we just go to Jesus, he's waiting to, like, <clears throat> to carry it with us and take away its burden of the crosses we have to carry. And know that the light of the resurrection isn't just found outside, right? It, it's pregnant came the right word to me. Our life is impregnated with the light of the resurrection of Christ. And then, finally, <clears throat> when we see amazing things in life, we see amazing things that don't make sense, or in the moments when we have peace that just suppress, surpasses all of our understanding, and when we feel joy that we know we haven't earned, don't think this doesn't make sense. No, think this makes perfect sense. Because <laughs> if God can become man, and if God could raise him from the dead, and if God <clears throat> can enter into the gates of hell and break him and break it open forever. 
And if God can forgive my sins, the moment I hand them over to him, everything is possible with God. And so, nothing is impossible with God. If we shed our shades, have the eyes to see it, and truly believe that God did these things, and these things have happened, and they've changed our life forever. The tomb is empty, and he is risen. Hallelujah.